Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. 2-2 draw, FC Barcelona against Manchester United in the Europa League. What an incredible match to watch. I wish I was a neutral. I would have enjoyed it a lot more because as we'll get into, of course, a lot of us are upset with Xavi's decision in that starting lineup. And, you know, you leave a game where both sides really think they should have taken the lead and got a victory there. Uh, I know there's, you know, some United fans and they had some good chances. You know, Ter Stegen obviously got beat near post on that first Rashford goal, which should not happen. But he had some good saves against Weghurst and uh, Rashford also. And then on the Barca side, hey, it looked like there should have been uh, a handball against Fred right in the box. That should have been called for us. Uh, you know, Rafinha, Anzu Fati had some shots late in the game that I thought might give us, uh, you know, that eked out 3-2 victory. But we go in 2-2 and you just you leave the game feeling a bit dejected, right? Because when I think back to the pre-match video I did with Pablo and I think about, you know, kind of the things, if you follow me on TikTok at Barca Breakdown, I've been emphasizing, right, they, they were really simple. It was one, Xavi needs to go with what's working, the same lineup that has worked that includes that back line of uh, Kunde, Araujo, Christensen, and Balde, right? We need Lewandowski to be clinical, something I've been saying, especially since he hasn't scored a goal at the Camp Nou since October, I believe. He's gone five or six games without a goal at home. Uh, and then, you know, Ter Stegen needed to, to continue to impress and be the wall that he has been. Like I said, he got beat near post. But really, you know, I think what everyone's talking about is Xavi's decision to kind of subvert this back four that had, you know, only allowed seven goals uh, in La Liga, you know, different times. But in the last two months, for sure, that back four had been really, really impressive. And especially with Araujo just putting in such a great performance uh, at the weekend, you know, stopping so many opportunities down the center. It was just really curious to start Marcus Alonso and to start Jordi Alba. I mean, Jordi Alba for Balde, listen, Alba throughout a lot of that first half uh, did not you know, exploit the space given to him like he should have because he's not as fast. And then Marcus Alonso, yeah, he did score the goal right off of a nice Rafinha corner. Uh, but it just felt like, you know, every time Rashford was coming down that right side going against Alonso and Alba, he was really just toying with us. He ha he was just wrecking havoc on our, our, our back line. And, you know, I, I think Xavi said before the game, the idea here is to rotate. And uh, that's a clear sign from Xavi that, you know, we value La Liga more than the Europa League, which I think is fair, right? Uh Valuing it more when we have, uh, I think, Cadiz and Almeria coming up who are, you know, 14th and 15th in the league uh, and with an eight-point cushion seemed a little bit wasteful to me, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, the Europa League is not the most prestigious competition, of course, but we were really, you know, gunning hard to win it last year going down to Frankfurt. And this year, uh, it wasn't so much just about moving on in this Champions League tie, but it was kind of, it felt like it could be a statement win for Xavi's team, right? After some bad performances, losing last year to Frankfurt in the Europa League, losing to Bayern, Inter Milan, getting dropped out of the Champions League. It felt like this could be the time for Xavi to kind of show how much we've improved and show that we could compete against the Manchester United team that is third in the Premier League. And as we saw, you know, in the game, uh, Eric Ten Hag has... Manchester United really back in, in a way that we haven't seen them perform in at least five, six years now. And so I was disappointed, as we all were, right? Because it wasn't only that we subbed out Christensen and Balde for Alonso and Alba, but it was also that we decided to move you know, the pieces around, right? We had Kunde come in as the center back and we had Araujo go as that right back, which is the strategy, as we all know, that has really worked well against Vinicius Jr. in in particular, right? I don't even remember many other times where we've employed Araujo as that right back besides in those big games against Real Madrid. And then, you know, when it became 
apparent to all of us that Rashford was not going to be on that left wing, that he was actually going down the center, uh, drifting right sometimes to attack the space. Uh, specifically, it seemed like Ten Hag and Rashford wanted to exploit Marcus Alonso and his deficiencies in speed, Jordi Alba too. Uh, you know, there was no switching, right? We didn't make any switch until finally, like around the 65th minute, we did end up putting on Christensen and Balde and the team looked a lot better defensively right once we had that back four that we love it did seem like Rashford had a lot less opportunities to attack you know one thing I mentioned with Pablo was kind of the idea that Weghorst isn't the profile that we normally see up front I thought his height in the box might give us some issues on some aerial duels and you know Ten Hag again kind of gave uh, a different look to this team right he had Weghorst drop much deeper he was pressing a lot a lot of times in the midfield, trying to go against, uh, you know, our, our team moving the ball up. And so that's that was a big letdown, obviously. But, you know, we could still win the game. Uh, there was just still some some other huge setbacks, right? For one, of course, Pedri out in around the 38th minute. He picked up a knock in his quad. It looks like he's going to be out a month. And so, you know, we're staring down the barrel of an old Trafford game without uh, Busquets, who's doubtful, without Dembele for sure, without Pedri, without Gavi, who picked up, you know, a, a yellow card stopping a counterattack that I really don't think was worth it considering, um, you know, he's going to miss the next game. And, and uh, we're going in to, to that second leg with, you know, the, the card stacked against us. We came against Manchester United at home without Lissandro Martinez due to suspension, without Sabitzer due to suspension. You know, I've heard rumors that they might get Anthony and uh, Martial back, which is really just going to bolster their team. And so we're, we're, you know, the cards are stacked against us. But in this game, we, you know, there were some positives, right? I don't want to just have it an entirely negative thing. I mean, for one, like I mentioned, Weg, uh, Ter Stegen had a great save against Weghorst. He got some good saves too against uh, Rashford and Sancho throughout the game. I thought, surprisingly, and I know, right, it got some headlines here that Rafinha was very upset leaving the pitch, uh, you know, yelling uh, and then like hitting the back of the seats and then causing a little bit of a ruckus. He's apologized to Javi. Javi himself said, I'd love to see that fire because I was fiery too. I was mad. But, you know, coming in place of Rafinha, we had Ferran Torres and then, you know, Anzu Fati as well come in and they both put in better shifts than I was expecting. If you had told me at the, uh, you know, beginning of the the game that we were going to put Fati and Torres in, I would have said, oof, that's not a good sign because, you know, as we know, especially with Ferran Torres, they have not had the output we need this season, but they came on and looked good. And then Rafinha himself, right? He gets the assist to Marcus Alonso on the corner. He uh, gets, you know, the goal, right? I mean, it, it, I thought at the time it had, it had crossed through Lewandowski's legs, but it, it really just went straight into the goal. And so Rafinha put up the contributions we need, although a little bit of a mercurial player kind of reminds me a lot of Usman Dembele in a sense uh, of course they have different player profiles but they tend to be very inconsistent you know and, and I think the saving race for Rafinha as it was in this game one he tends to turn it on later in the game that's clear as day to me right when you think about Rafinha and, and his best performances a lot of them tend to be in the second half and then you know he is getting the goal contributions needed uh, even on a, at a day when the, the, the ball wasn't always going well for him, even when, you know, he wasn't always able to uh, attack down that right flank and, and make the most of it. He puts in a goal, puts an assist that has to make us happy. <sighs> but you just sit here and you're just thinking to yourself, man, I mean, just with how easy it seemed at times Rashford was exploiting the space and, and how, you know, uh, Casemiro and Bruno Fernandes and Sancho were just launching balls uh, into space to get to Rashford. You just felt like if Balde is there and Christian's there, Christensen is there, we really are talking about a whole different performance uh, now, you know? And, and, and that's what kills you, really, is just, 
as much as I understand how, how La Liga is what we need to emphasize, you know, beating a dead horse here, but just with the games coming up, with the eight-point lead, it felt like this could have really been our chance to try and take control and to, uh, you know, prove that we're back on the big stage. And, you know, we, we just didn't do it. Uh, and, and like I said, it, it's going to really require a, a different strategy from Xavi, right? Because what became clear, you know, if you remember back, I think it was the Sevilla game when Busquets came off injured. Uh, what we did is we just plugged in uh, Frank Cassier, right, for that Busquets role. You know, we have had some experimentation in the last few weeks here of, you know, would Pedri be in that back two with Frankie de Jong or would Cassier be there? Uh, but then once Pedri went out and you saw Sergio Roberto come into the game, you know, it's just clear to me that – uh, without Pedri and, and without Gavi as well, without them and their mobility, their ability to press, their ability to attack the half space, you know, Sergio Roberto is not going to be that guy. Kessier, we saw today some of his deficiencies appear again that, you know, on the ball, he's just not as confident as we need. And so the four-man midfield system is really just not going to work. And, you know, we're going to have to go back to that 4-3-3. And you, you, you wonder, you know, like I said, Anzu Fati had a few good performances, made some good saves uh, from De Gea. You know, of course, it's still a little bit rough around the edges compared to what we need from Fati and we need from a starter in this Barcelona team competing for league title, Copa del Rey title, Europa League title. But he had an imp uh, a, good, a good showing. And Ferran Torres looked better than I thought. And so it really will be this weekend at Cadiz how we see, you know, Xavi go back to a 4-3-3. Uh, but let me know in the comments what you think. Do you think it's possible we keep a four-man midfield? I mean, just the, the thought at Old Trafford of Frankie Dion, Kessier, Sergio Roberto, um, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like it's all at all going to fit together. You know, if Busquets back, you throw him in there too. But Kessier and Sergio Roberto up trying to replicate what Gavi and Pedri do doesn't really seem like something that can happen for me. And so... Is Xavi the new Pep Guardiola? You know, the, the Pep very famous for, you know, uh, adjusting his lineup a little bit too much, overthinking European ties, and, and people think that's part of why he hasn't had the success with Manchester City in Europe that, you know, maybe his, his league performances with Man City would, would make you think they would have. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'll take Xavi at his word. There's nothing we can do now, right? He, he made the rotations. Uh, the team still had a chance to win there. Uh, you know, they're two very high-quality teams. I mean, it's a testament uh, to... Ten Hag and Javi to see how far up these teams have come that, you know, this Europa League tie is probably the best game I've seen this season. Uh, probably, you know, definitely more hype than any of the Champions League games that occurred this week. And so all we can do is just hope that Javi learns his lesson that, again, we don't try and tinker these lineups. Well, you know, one of the things that irks me the wrong way, too, is that it was starting uh, Marcus Alonso against Bayern Munich and Inter Milan that really, really, I think, cost us. Uh, the, you know, dropping out of the Champions League group stage along with the Araujo injury, of course. Uh, and so let me know in the comments how you guys are feeling about the, the second leg, whether or not you think we have a chance here. I mean, we're Barca. I think we always have a chance. I think if Robert Lewandowski brings his A game and uh, finds his form again and his confidence, you know, there's always a, a fighting chance, uh, especially with Rafinha. If he can just be a little bit more consistent, put together, you know, instead of a 25-minute game where he's at his peak, put in, you know, 60, 70, 80 minutes, it gives us a chance, guys. It gives us a chance. So let's see what happens. We'll be back after the weekend. Thank you all for tuning in.